This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. I'm Molly Dyer. The date of this podcast is September 16th, 2020. If you're listening, wherever in the world you are, I hope you're staying safe and healthy and doing everything you possibly can to keep yourself and everyone you love safe from COVID-19. Please make sure you're registered to vote. Please remember that Black Lives Matter, still. Please remember that Breonna Taylor's murderers are still walking around free. Before we start, I want to say that I receive so many emails and messages from all of you amazing folks who have been binging on my podcast the world over, which is crazy to say. Uh, And you're so kind with your words and a couple of you who weren't. But you're allowed your opinion as well, even if it's stupid and wrong. But otherwise, keep that good stuff coming. I love hearing what you want to hear about, what you liked, and how you connect with this podcast. So many of you also have told me that my voice is soothing and relaxing. Thank you very much for that. But I think I should also tell you not to listen to my podcast while you're driving or operating heavy machinery like a tractor or a forklift especially today's episode. The topic of today's episode is a solitary middle harvest. This episode will also include a very simple Maybon ritual for anyone who needs it or wants it. Next Tuesday, September 22nd, is Maybon in the Northern Hemisphere. Maybon, as you may know, is the pagan holiday of the autumnal equinox. It's also called Harvest Home, the Feast of the Ingathering, Monfour, Enclausur, or Alban Elfed, which means in Neo-Druidic, the light of the water. It's a ritual of thanksgiving for the fruits of the earth and recognition of the things we need to share to secure the blessings of the goddess and the god during the coming winter months. It's the second of the three harvest festivals preceded by Lunaza and followed by Samhain. I really never bonded with the name Maybon for some reason. I've always preferred just to call it Middle Harvest or even Autumnal Equinox. I didn't find out until recently that the name Maybon was coined by Aidan Kelly around 1970 as a reference to an heroic character from Welsh mythology called Maybon ap Modron, which means son of mother. But if you speak Welsh, you'll know that I probably just obliterated that name. My apologies. Whatever you want to call it is just fine with me. And for this episode, I'll call it Maybon, just to keep things easier for everybody listening. Some witches consider the Maybon celebration the witches' Thanksgiving. You may or may not remember that my family and I celebrated our own witches' Thanksgiving for Lunazaw on August the 1st. It was the first harvest celebration. We celebrated the bounty of the first harvest by feasting together and acknowledging the things that we're thankful for during this very weird, unprecedented time in our lives and in our history. And actually, I think we're probably going to do it again for Middle Harvest. Quite honestly, I feel like I've been taking a lot of things for granted during this uncertain time. Maybe we all have, or maybe it's just me. I just feel like I want to keep myself in check about things like that because I don't want it to get away from me. You know what I mean? When Maybon rolls around, that means the Wheel of the Year is, again, soon coming to a close. There are only two more Sabbaths, Samhain and Yule, until the new calendar year. 
the one that the non-pagans recognized. And only one more Sabbath until Samhain, the witch's new year. Maybon is the perfect time of year to set intentions for yourself that involve banishings and endings, ending a bad relationship or friendship, self-destructive beliefs or talk, unhealthy habits, whatever it is or whomever it is that no longer serves you. You can set your intentions to shed those things at Maybon. So, like all the other Sabbaths we've celebrated this year since Ostra, most of us will be celebrating this Mabon away from our hearth family, or our coven, or just those we like to circle up with to celebrate the turns of the wheel of the year. So, how can you celebrate Mabon this year, with everything still so upside down? By finding balance. Mabon is a time of balance. It's a time when day and night, light and dark, are equal. This can affect different people in different ways. Some people view this as a time of thanksgiving, like I mentioned just a moment ago, and still others see it as a time to embrace their own darker aspects, or perhaps the darker aspects of their deity. Many people this time of year have a bit of a feeling of spiritual imbalance. This year in particular, that should come as no surprise whatsoever. You can use this Mabon to gather yourself to find your center again, to reclaim your balance, to find the light in the dark, as well as finding the dark within the light. Without the darkness, there would be no light. And likewise, as you can guess, without the light, there would be no darkness. That's just balance. The Greek goddess Demeter is very closely associated with the autumnal equinox. Her grief over losing her daughter Persephone is what turned the earth from lush, green, and abundant to barren, frozen cold for half of the year. The dark half of the year. This is our descent into the dark half of the year. There are some very positive aspects of embracing the dark half of the year, like the death of the soil each autumn as the earth dies away to prepare for the cold, which prepares for the warmth. This is the beginning of the time of the crone. The old hag of winter is awakening and is preparing to make her annual debut after a long slumber through the warm months of the light half of the year. Mabon is an opportunity to celebrate that aspect of the triple goddess. Not everyone finds the crone appealing or even particularly comforting, but she is as important as the maiden and the mother. In fact, to some, she is the most important aspect, as she's the keeper of all of the ancient secrets. It is the crone that holds the keys, the wisdom, and the answers to every question. This is the time of year we really begin to embrace the crone. She's going to be with us for a while, so we should take care to be sure the Dark Mother feels at home within our own homes. If you keep an altar in your home, you can set up a Mabon altar to celebrate this time of year. This is the time of year that in many places in the world, the leaves start to die back and fall off of the trees. But before they do, many of them put on quite a show of color. Reflect those colors on your altar with deep reds and golden yellows, fiery oranges and deep earthy browns. Cover your altar with actual fallen leaves if you have them. Since this is the middle harvest, or second harvest, 
when the fields begin to die back. You can decorate your home and your altar with sheaves of wheat, dried corn and corn husks, those cool warty gourds and squash, and tiny little pumpkins, and even root vegetables. Corn dollies are also appropriate, as well as grapes, apples, cider, and even pomegranates, but nod to Demeter. Anybody else just get hungry in here? And speaking of all that bounty, it makes perfect sense to me to have a feast. A feast of Thanksgiving? Well, sure. I mean, honestly, why not? What's to say that here in the U.S. we should only celebrate by giving thanks once a year? I think it makes perfectly good sense to give thanks as often as we're able, no matter where in the world you might live. That's just counting your blessings. This might be the weirdest, least certain time in my own history, as well as the history of most living people right now. But I can tell you this much. I am richly blessed. And I forget just how blessed I am on a pretty regular basis. There's an intention to set for Mavon, to recognize as often as possible how truly fortunate I actually am. The harvest moon is just around the corner. October 1st is the first of two full moons in October, the second of which will be the hunter's moon on October 31st, which is also a blue moon. But this coming full moon, October 1st, the harvest moon, can easily be tied into your Mavon celebration. Utilize the waxing of the harvest moon to strengthen and reestablish your protections with a hearth and home protection ritual. Set up wards for not only protection and safety, but also harmony, warmth, and comfort in the coming cold, dark half of the year. If you're looking for a way to celebrate the autumnal equinox, middle harvest, Mabon, and you're not sure how to do so, here's a very simple ritual to help you connect with the change of the seasons and the turning of the wheel. For this simple Mabon ritual, you don't really need anything. Remember, it's all about your intent. But if you do want some of the trappings, candles, or if you want to use some of your altar tools that you don't get to use that often, you will need some or all of the following items. Some candles for your altar. Now, three is my preference, but one will definitely do. Depending on your own practice or tradition, those might be a god and goddess candle and a power candle, or just three candles to represent the maiden, mother, and crone, or some similar idea. The colors are unimportant, but if you want to really autumn it up a bit, go for the colors of those fall leaves. Deep reds and orange, gold, yellows, earthy brown tones. But again, white will always work. You'll need something to light your candles with. And grab an altar bell if you use one. You'll need either your athame or your wand. You'll need some incense, stick, cone, or loose, it's really up to you. But you'll also need something fireproof to burn it on or to burn it in. If it's your habit to do so, make sure you have representations of the elements on your altar for the four cardinal directions. To keep it simple, salt and water combined work for earth and water, and a lit stick or cone of incense works for air and fire. But be as detailed as you want to be. You can use a piece of sandstone, a feather, a volcanic rock and a seashell just as easily. Be as creative as you want with your representations of the elements. You'll need an apple, 
something to cut it with and something to cut it on a cutting board plate it doesn't matter if you happen to have an allergy or a particular aversion to apples you can use any other sort of fruit that you're able to eat a tomato a plum a cantaloupe a peach or an orange just something that you're going to enjoy and that you won't have to choke down because you don't really like it it should be enjoyable there are some traditions that subscribe to the rule that your athame is never to be used for cutting. If that's what your tradition follows, just make sure to get a knife to cut your apple with from the kitchen. Or if you have a boleen dedicated cutting items and ritual, that's perfect as well. For your libations, you'll need some bread of some sort. This can of course be actual bread. It can be a saltine, a cookie, or a Twinkie, even a piece of cake. You'll also need something to drink, either wine or apple cider, water, iced tea, sweet tea, Diet Coke. And lastly, you'll need an offering bowl or a vessel of some sort. Set up your altar like you normally would. And let me say this, if you need some help figuring out how to set up an altar or how to perform a ritual, there's absolutely no shame in that none whatsoever. Let me know via email or a message on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter if you'd like an episode about how to set up an altar or how to perform a ritual and I'll put one together for you. Every witch should feel comfortable with these parts of their craft and sometimes there just isn't anyone you feel safe enough to ask for help. So you can ask me. So set up your altar. If you are unsure how to do that without help, just for this time, arrange things on your altar on a small table in a way that flows well and kind of makes sense to you. You can store the apple and the cutting board or plate under the altar if there's no room on the altar top. And if your libations are larger than will fit comfortably on your altar, you can also store them under the altar as well or just off to the side. You can set up your altar inside or outside. That's completely up to you. If you're trying to stay out of the gaze of prying eyes in your neighborhood, then inside is probably the best choice. But if you're able to set up your altar outside, especially for an autumnal equinox celebration, that's a really nice touch. Wherever you decide to set it up, just make sure it's in a place where you're the least likely to be disturbed during your ritual. To prepare for this ritual, you can take a ritual bath or a shower, or failing that, just wash your hands well. Change your clothing if you want to. You can do this ritual in street clothing or in full ritual robed regalia if you want. Or you can do it clad only by the sky. It's up to you. Light some incense. Meditating might be something you like to do before you step into ritual. If so, do that at this point now. Cleanse. Light your candle or candles. Consecrate your elemental representations. Set up your circle. Invoke deity if that's something that you do. For the main working of this ritual, we'll be doing a guided visualization to help set intentions. If you're using something other than an apple, just adjust the following visualization to fit whatever fruit you're using. For this one, I'll be talking about an apple. Here's the part where you need to stop driving or operating heavy machinery. Take up the apple with both of your hands. 
Really feel its firmness in your hands. Touch and feel the skin of the apple. Smell the fragrance of the apple through the skin. Now, turn on your powers of visualization. Visualize how this apple came to be. Imagine how the blossom grew on the apple tree. How it was pollinated by bees and butterflies. And imagine how the fruit began to grow from a small nodule, just a tiny little bud on a branch, into the heavy, ripe fruit that you hold before you. Visualize the tree that it grew from. Visualize that tree in a grove or an orchard or maybe just growing in front of someone's home somewhere out in the country. Imagine the intricate, seemingly endless root system beneath the visible trunk of that tree. Think about the growth of that one apple and how it came into being from just that tiny blossom on that tree at Ostra, the spring equinox, to a fully formed, juicy, ripened apple by Mavon, the autumnal equinox. Let yourself revel in the beauty of that entire sequence of events that led to you holding this apple in your hands right now. Set the apple down on the plate or the cutting board you've brought to your altar. Lay the apple on its side and with the knife you've brought to the altar, cut the apple straight through. You'll have two relatively equal portions of the apple, a top half and a bottom half. Now lay down your knife. Pick up one half of the apple. Breathe deeply and smell that apple's fragrance again now that you've cut it. Touch the firmness of its flesh. And notice, in the center of the apple is a five-pointed star made from the apple's seeds. A pentagram. Earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. Meditate on the connections between this apple in your hands, the earth where we live, and the other realms. The realms believed in and acknowledged by people like you and I the witches and pagans, the heathens. Think about those connections, but try not to force anything as you're meditating. Just let it come naturally. Allow yourself to maintain this meditation for as long as it feels right and natural. Go to wherever it is your spirit wants to take you while you're meditating. Once you've finished your meditation, take up your knife again and slice off a small piece of the apple. If you've invoked deity, offer this to your deity by placing it in the offering bowl. Do this for every deity you've invited or invoked 
If you wish to also offer a peace to your ancestors, do so now, in the same way you just did for your deity. Both of these steps are completely optional. But if you've thrown a party and invited your guests, it is respectful and polite to offer them something to eat. Take up half of the apple in your hands. Take a bite of that apple. Take another bite. Eat what you want of that apple. Really concentrate on how crisp the apple is with each bite you take. The juicy sweetness and the texture of the firm flesh each time you sink your teeth into it. Enjoy each bite. Take your time. Savor every second of this revelation. If you have any intentions to set, do so now, aloud, while you're still holding your apple. For example, you could say something like, I will speak to myself with kindness and patience. If that's the intention you want to set for your coming year, then set your intentions into motion by taking one final bite of your apple. Make it count. When you're finished, set any remaining uneaten apple into the offering bowl. However you normally take your libations, now is the time to do that. Make offerings, again, of your libations into your offering bowl. Make sure to express your thanks for this middle harvest and for all it has afforded you and those you love. Thank and dismiss anyone you've invited into your circle. Ancestors, quarters, elements, deities, fairies, demons. Then pull up and close your circle. If you dismiss with a bell or a chime, now's the time to ring that bell. While you're taking care of your altar items, dispose of your offering items respectfully. If you can do so, leave them somewhere outside where they can be eaten by wildlife. If you can't do this, that's fine too. And if you're able to compost any of your offering items to break down for use in a future garden, that's completely appropriate. Just don't compost your Twinkies, please. Enjoy your middle harvest. Blessings for Mabon and blessings every day. May you always have enough and may you always have enough to share. If you want to learn how to set up an altar and how to perform a ritual, you can leave me a message, an email, or a direct message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. There's no shame in not knowing and wanting to learn how to do things related to your craft and your spirituality. Just let me know. I'm super happy to help you. There's a brand new podcast every Wednesday, and as always, if you have questions or comments about this or any other episode of this podcast, or if there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future episode, again, just hit that message button on the Anchor app or on the Anchor webpage from your web browser. As I mentioned a moment ago, you can also like, follow, and message me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Stay at home. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. I hope you never hunger. And I hope you never thirst. Happy Maybon. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, subscribe and tell a friend. I'm Molly Dyer. This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path.
while you're taking while <laughs>